Hey guys, this is Mike, and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I want to talk about cause and effect. I was raised, and I'm sure most of us, spent most of our lives seeing things, events outside of us, as causes for the feelings that we're having and the thoughts we're thinking. So we blame or credit Blame something bad that happened outside of us for the bad feeling inside of us. Or credit something wonderful outside of us for the wonderful feeling we're having. And in this chapter, I love how Neville very simply explains how the reverse is actually true. What we see, what I was raised to believe and see as the effect, is actually the cause my feelings and my reactions are the cause of the circumstances, the events. And to change circumstances, what I used to see as the causes, I change my feeling, which is the actual cause. If an event can produce a reaction or a feeling, Neville says, then a feeling can produce an event. I'm not quoting him there, that I'm just paraphrasing. But here, here is a quote that I really love from this. And a while back, when I came across this, a lot of things clicked for me. Here's the quote. The feeling of the wish fulfilled, if assumed and sustained, must objectify the state that would have created it. it must objectify the state that created it. I love it when I come across this, just a, a one-liner, you know, that has everything in it that I need. The feeling of my wish fulfilled, if I assume that feeling and sustain that feeling, it must objectify the state that would have created it. Back early on when I first started studying Neville, even though I saw big things happen, healings and other things happen. I was troubled by some terminology. And it, it's, the, well, it's the word state. I didn't quite get what Neville talked about. And then some groups I was in, it, I was a little nervous about, because they constantly talked about, you know, f nail the state, the state of your wish fulfilled. And honestly, it just, I didn't understand it. Like, okay, well, I don't know what the state of perfect health feels like. I don't know what the state of financial freedom or the state of wealth feels like. I don't, I don't understand the state. You know, Neville says that with that state, a new state of consciousness, a state of being comes with it, its own set of manifestations and thoughts and beliefs. And I started to understand that because you're in the new state of mind, the new state of being, of course your manifestations change because you're seeing the world from this new state. But it, for me, it frustrated me because I just didn't get it and I thought, well, if I can't understand what that means, what the state means, then I'm not going to have any success. And you know what happened, of course. I did not have success <laughs> like I wanted because that's what I assumed to be true. I was in a state. 
I was in the state of, I don't understand. And so this is going to be slow and hard. And the, that's exactly what I experienced. Ignorance and slow and hard. So everything is a state. I'm in a state right now and so are you. But I love when I came across this sentence. Let me get back to that. I understood that Neville is telling me all I need to do is find that feeling of my wish fulfilled. Whatever it is, find the feeling of its fulfillment. Assume that feeling and sustain it. And it must objectify the state that would have created it. So I don't need to you know, write down this state has this, this, and this, and this, like I used to think I needed to do. No, I find the feeling. That is me moving into this feeling of the state. And then the state objectifies itself. It, would, it will objectify in my life. And all the wonderful thoughts and reactions, manifestations, everything that comes with this new state of being happens. It take, took a load off of me, a lot of pressure off when I realized all I need to do is imagine my wish fulfilled. And not just once, and go back to worrying and being impatient and doubting, but sustain it. I love that sentence. Feeling the wish fulfilled, assume it's done, sustain that feeling. And it must objectify the state that would have created it. Hmm. And like I've been talking about in the last, specifically in the last couple of episodes about whether it's specific or general, it's what if you believe, if you've assumed the reality of it, that it is yours. And to the point, until the point of it becoming natural to you, you sustain that feeling throughout the day and night by noticing your inner dialogue, noticing where your thoughts go and your reactions. I've learned what Neville says is true, that my reactions define my state. So if I notice I'm reacting like I used to, then I'm not dwelling in that new state. I need to get back into it. But it's cool. It's great to notice. Oh, it's fun to notice because it gives me an opportunity to bring that feeling back up and get back into it. Being is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. To be it is to cause it to exp uh, appear in what seems to be the external world. What are you being? Who are you being right now? Neville says in the lecture, Live in the End, to put it to the extreme test. Do you want to just imagine yourself getting by? There was a time years ago when my idea of wealth meant, whew, I was able to go to the grocery store today and feed my five kids. Or, high five, Kim, we kept the power on that for the house. The electricity's still on for another month. 
you know, that's what I had no idea what I was doing, that my imagining created my reality. But that was my idea of wealth, just getting by. That was good enough. Good enough is fine if that's good enough for you, if that's what you want. But Neville says in, in that lecture, Live in the End, put it to the extreme test. What do you really want? Do you want to just get by? Or do you want to soar? Do you want to push through and have a life that's unrecognizable to this one that you're in right now? Or let me rephrase that, move into a new state of being, a new life where when you look back, this old life is unrecognizable. The old you is rec unrecognizable. Hmm. What do you want? How would your partner see you if you were healed? How would your friends see you if you know you were financially set, if you were secure, if you were wealthy? How would they see you if you're the guy or woman that picks up the check happily when you all go out to eat? <laughs> there was a time when I used to have, uh, there's a, I think there's a Geico commercial, a progressive commercial that makes fun of this. The guy with alligator arms, you know, and they're sitting at the table. Oh, I'll get the check. Yeah, I'll pick it up. I just can't reach the check, you know, hoping somebody else picks up the tab. <laughs> I used to do that. I'm just talking about things to, images to use and feelings to bring up. That feeling of wealth, feeling of health. When you're thinking about your wish fulfilled, whatever it is, what are some things that come to mind? How would my family see me? How would I see my family? What would they say if they heard of the good news? What would it feel like to be looking back at my wedding photos with my wife in five years? Neville makes it so simple. He just asks you, what do you want? What is it you want to experience? Well, imagine a scene with you seeing it through your own eyes, a first person, present tense experience, some scene that would imply your wish is fulfilled, that it's already fulfilled. Or simply ask yourself, how would I feel if I were that already? How would I feel if I'm, I've been healed? How would I feel if I've been financially free? How would I feel if we're already back from vacation, from that big trip we've always wanted to go on, and now we're planning our second big trip? Hmm. I can't tell you what that feels like for you. I know what it feels like for me, the feeling of my wishes fulfilled. What's it feel like to you? Well, that feeling that's coming up from within you and making your toes tingle, maybe the hair stand up on the back of your neck in excitement, or maybe it's just this well-being, this sense of, oh, yeah, this feels good. I got this. Go with that feeling. Don't listen to me to tell you what the feeling should be if it 
you know, what you be, uh, what, how your body should be responding. What's the wonderful feeling that you're having and when you ask yourself, how would I feel if I were that already? Hmm. Now you maintain that feeling. Maintain that feeling, that sense of doneness. Maintain it until it becomes natural to you. And those feelings that you're sustaining must objectify the state that would have created it. You're feeling, now you know and you realize you're putting it to, to work in your life. Your feelings, your sustained assumption is the cause, not the reverse. For so long, I didn't see it that way. It doesn't matter. Anything in my life from my past that, you know, like, I wish I would have done that differently. I don't judge it. I can revise it and respond in love in places where I responded in unlovely ways. Just go on, keep focusing on my wish fulfilled right now. Just because you have never been good with money or have never been trained in online businesses or any type of financial training, doesn't mean you can't be financially successful. And it doesn't mean that you have to start a business or have to run a business or get a promotion. Doesn't mean you have to work 60 hours a week. Whatever you see that conventional wisdom tells you it should be like, it doesn't have to be like. You don't have to do the things you're used to thinking you have to do to get that financial freedom. Now, dwelling in that state of wealth, you might come up with wonderful ideas, things to do. But if you do not like the idea of starting your own business and that turns you off, that's fine. It doesn't mean you're not going to be financially free. Put this to the extreme test. It's like, you know, imagine you're at a carnival. And there's, you know, the, that dart game where you throw the dart at the balloons and pop them. Okay, imagine those balloons are what conventional wisdom and what society tells you. This is the way it needs to be done. If you want to be wealthy, you have to have an online business. Or if you want to be wealthy, you need to, you know, you have to go into business for your own. Or you have to get a promotion. Have to, have to, have to. If you want to be slender, you have to go on a keto diet. You have to do Atkinson's. No carbs, high fat, I don't know what they are now. High fat, low carbs, high protein, low fat, I don't know. <laughs> I don't diet. Imagine all these conventional wisdom sayings, all these things that society, your parents, yourself, books you've read, experts, me. Imagine my face on one of those balloons. All of these things that you're taught to believe that it has to be done this way. Those are the balloons and I'll pop the hell out of them. Pop, pop, pop. Say goodbye to conventional wisdom. Trust your imagination. If you have a passion for a particular business, go with that. That will spring up. The ideas and the, and the how to get to that point comes up from within you. 
It always starts within you. Hmm. So forget conventional wisdom. Forget what any expert says. Even uh, New Thought experts, Neville Goddard experts. You are your only true cause. You are your own operant power. What you say goes. Hmm. I used to think some things weren't possible. You know, I would, even while I was studying Neville Goddard, I would think, okay, well, I can do some things, but some things just are not possible. Some, some things have to be done the old way, the old, good old-fashioned way. Like, I can manifest little bits of money, bonuses here, surprise checks there. I can manifest someone donating me money. <laughs> here, Mike, because you, I like your face. <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe winning a scratch, scratch off ticket. I don't, I don't do those, but those are examples. Things, you know, I could manifest little things. I could manifest, okay, I can manifest, imagine up getting through this month and paying the bills. Phew, I did it. Okay, but if I want real money, I'm going to have to do this and that. I need to learn how to invest or I need to learn, uh, get my resume in order and go do a job I can't stand to make the money. Because, you know, those things are impossible through imagination. I have to do it the old way. Or I can imagine, I can ma manifest drying up the sniffles. You know, I have a tummy, ache, a tummy ache. Let me imagine myself feeling better. That was easy. But the big stuff, I don't know. I used to think that like that. Little things were easy to imagine. That's simple. I can do that. But muscle and bone loss, brain lesions, movement disorders, nah, that's impossible. Mm, I can tell you, I can tell you nothing is impossible. Nothing. I want to grab your face right now in my hands, you know, and look at you and kind of shake your head. Nothing is impossible. It's funny, if someone were to see me doing this, I'm all alone with my hands in the air holding somebody's imaginary head. Nothing is impossible. You are the operant power. <laughs> Nothing is impossible. Isn't that wonderful to know that? And this feeling, back to sustaining the feeling, that feeling, you've assumed the feeling of this wish, wish fulfilled. You know, it's not just in those moments of meditation or when you go into the silence, you have a formal session where you imagine yourself into the, you know, you bring up that feeling of your wish fulfilled. No, because you're really, you're truly meditating all day long. There's a type of, of meditation going on. Because it's your inner dialogue. It's what you're dwelling on throughout the day. That's just as important as what you imagined during a, a formal session. You get lost in these, these meditative trances all the time. I'd never called them that before. But while I'm stuck in traffic or in the bathroom, sitting at my desk, 
You could be at your desk at work and then totally lost in thought, wondering about some problem, some issue, and you're giving life to all of these things, how things can go wrong, and imagining up these awful scenarios for yourself and for your loved ones. Or maybe your boss, don't you love this one? Oh my gosh, your boss comes in right before lunch. Hey, come see me before you leave today. Dun, dun, dun. So you spend the rest of the day dwelling on that. Well, if he says this, then I'm going to say that. I wonder what he's going to ask about. I hope he, does he, he's going to ask about me check, uh, leaving five minutes early last week, or did he notice that I took a pencil home? Maybe it's a raise. Ah, maybe he's firing me. Well, if he fires me, then I'm going to bring up the fact that he's a, you know, he's a real douchebag. And, you know, have you ever had those days where there's something going on and you're just dwelling on it? Even while you're doing mundane tasks, cleaning the house, data entry at your desk, driving your car, and you're lost in thought, dwelling on things, and maybe events that happen or events that you think could happen or should happen to yourself or to someone else. Hmm. It's that inner dialogue. Every time you notice that, where your thoughts are going and your reactions, bring that feeling back of your wish fulfilled, that wonderful feeling that it's done. Bring it back and bring it back. That's you getting back into that state. And the more often you do it, the state you most often return to is the state that becomes your dwelling place. Frequency and naturalness are key. And for me, one of the ways to get frequency and naturalness, get to that naturalness of whatever the state is, is to not judge myself and beat myself up when I do notice my reactions are contrary to what I want to happen. The more you notice it and get back into it, without judgment, without criticism, without blame. Not blaming myself and not judging myself. Those were, you know, that took a while for me. It doesn't have to be a while for you. I was my biggest critic. I would smile and put on the, you know, everything's fine. No, no, we got this. Yay, imagining creates. Yep, hallelujah. I got this. No, no, everything's fine, baby. No, money's fine. You know, smiling, but then stressing out on the inside. You ever have that? I notice that if I'm answering Kim or others, if I'm talking to somebody about something and I'm saying one thing, I'm saying what I should be saying if my wish were fulfilled, but I'm grimacing on the inside. If that tightness in my chest is there, my gut feels like somebody just kicked it. Ah, I don't believe a word I'm saying. <laughs> Without judgment, notice that and get back into that feeling. When I'm thinking about staying in that state of my wish fulfilled, I think of one of my sons, Caius. His name's Caius. He is completely totally in love with the New England Patriots American football team. 
he, regardless of how they play, regardless of how, what stats say or what anybody says to the contrary, there's nothing I can say or his brothers or friends or anyone can tell Caius that would take him away from his knowing that the Patriots are the best football team ever and that Tom Brady is the best quarterback ever. I don't try to argue with him. I don't care for one thing, but I don't see any point in stirring him up. <laughs> but I love that about that, his, that aspect of him. I love him completely, but I love that, the lesson I learned from him of knowing what I want and not letting anybody distract me from that. I can't distract him from his peculiar certainty that the Patriots are the best team and that Tom Brady will, is, and always will be the best quarterback. I can't move him from that. He's unmovable from that. That's how I want to be. That's how I want you to be in sustaining that wish fulfilled, unbothered and unmoved. Yep, I don't care what circumstances say. I don't care if my head still hurts. I know I'm healed. Maintaining that feeling, the state must objectify itself. It must come up. It must. And all we have to do is sustain that feeling. I know it is a simple thing. It is very, as far as the steps, it's simple. And cause and effect and seeing all that and understanding it, ah, it is simple. But for me, it wasn't easy to begin with. And again, that was because I imagined it wasn't easy. Don't imagine that it isn't easy because your assumptions, though false, will harden in the fact. You assume this is hard, that you can't find the, the man or woman you love. Whatever you assume to be true about your life and about even learning about this, uh, awakening to who you really are, you could assume the feeling of being awakened and getting what Neville calls the law. And you can assume the feeling of experiencing what he calls the promise. Everything comes down to what you assume and sustain. You become that wealthy guy, the guy that's got the money, can pick up the tab without wincing, can host a party at his house and supply all the beer. You can be that guy that doesn't freak out anytime you hear you know, a new virus strain coming across the world. Wouldn't it be cool to be the guy or woman who embodies health and knows that what you assume to be true is what's true for you. So you can be dwelling, living in the state of health, not just to heal yourself from a particular condition. No, push past that. Push past that and be healthy. So you're not freaking out when you hear about a new virus, you know, or scrubbing down the grocery cart with uh, Purell or those disinfectant wipes they give you. If you're dwelling in a state of health and in a state of knowing that you are the operant power, you start to freak out less when you hear of viruses and you start, actually, you don't hear of the viruses and the new stuff as often because it's not, you're not conscious of being sick. You're in this new state of health and you know that nothing can truly, truly touch you. 
So what you hear and the tidbits you hear from folks about things drop away and you're not, it's just not part of your life because you know you are the operant power. So who are you being today? What do you want to be? I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Shoot me an email. Send me your questions, comments, maybe something you want me to talk about on here at feelingtwisty at gmail.com. I love you guys. This is Feeling Twisty.